Waltney Group, Remax Results. Welcome to Rochester Real Estate, featuring Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group Remax Results and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning. Welcome to Saturday morning. Andy Brownell and News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM with Robin Gwaltney. Gwaltney Group Remax Results. Good morning, Robin. Good morning. You liking this winter weather? Well, it looks pretty. You know, looking out the window at all the pretty white snow on the trees, it looks pretty. And just kind of, I think I, you probably saw my post the other day. I actually get a little bit excited when it's time to dig out all the winter coats and the hats and just the different stuff. I think that's why I like the change of season so much is I get bored with the same old, same old. Yeah. So check back with me two months from now and see yes. how much I'm liking the winter. But right now, I'm kind of excited about it. It's getting me, you know, like making lists for menu for Thanksgiving and thinking about getting all my Christmas stuff out. So, yeah, I'm into it. Yeah. Can you believe Thanksgiving is yeah, days Yeah, in a away. few days. Yeah, in a few days. Oh, I'm feeling somewhat ready. So, Some- glad about that. <laughs> Oh, we're never ready until the last minute, so that's the way the household runs. I am a little tired of hearing the furnace running, though. I'll admit that. Yeah, especially when the bill comes in. <laughs> I haven't seen that one yet, but I keep So, you know, I don't have, I go the reverse way because I have propane. So I prepay the propane and then I just, like, the money's gone already. So now I just like, yeah, heat it up, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> when it's, when it's out, then they'll come back and put some more in. <laughs> But, yeah. I've never heard it put that way before. That's interesting. Okay. So it's funny. I I was reading a story, of course, about a real estate market. That um, was a national piece. And as usual, the headline was a little bit misleading. And then it was quotes from people who were um, anxious. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. About what, and all I kept thinking when I read through this, I got into the market when interest rates were nine and a half percent, and I thought at that time it was a no-brainer. Right after, after I did the math, I thought. Well, it's because they had been that way; that was status quo, so it wasn't in the headlines every day, making you feel like the sky was falling. Well, that's a good point, but still, I sat down and looked at what I was paying in rent, right, and what I would be paying for the home, which was a lot more living. Space and and all, your own and, and my your own. own and had yeah. the garage there and had all the amenities you have with a home and and I thought goodness gracious this is like two hundred dollars more per month this is crazy let's do this let's go right and that's that is still very true and I'm excited to share some um, you know I've talked many times about how you know the rates are going up and you know what's going to happen and this is where you have to start thinking outside the box. And so two of the lenders that I work with very closely have both come in and, um, you know, talked to our team. Well, actually, one has only told me, but she's going to come in and talk to the team and the other one has been there. But um, talk about these, this new product called a 2-1 buy-down. So it's pretty exciting because it's something that the seller pays all right. Okay. So just the fact that we're back in a market where the buyer can ask the seller for anything is amazing. And I think this is really we're seeing a lot of this with new construction because it's a way that the builders can kind of stay in the game and keep enticing people to build. But it also works for, um, you know, 
single family residences that a seller owns and wants to entice a buyer to buy. So I'll give you like a, a real life example. Okay. I have a buyer who is just about to buy a house. The house is $650,000. The interest rates right now that they're being quoted are like 6.375, which is great. I mean, they've dropped a couple weeks in a row now. Let's just for, for um, easy math, let's just say six and a half. Okay? okay. So let's just say they could lock in today at six and a half. And if they're if the seller of the home that they're buying is willing to give them a concession and it has to be written in the purchase agreement that the seller will pay, and in this case it'll be $10,500 toward the buyer's mortgage buy-down, okay? So that's what it's being specifically used for. You know, we used to say closing costs and or prepaid, so the cost to close. But this is this has to be more, yeah, yeah, this has got to be a little more specific. So let's say that we do this. Let's say that this seller agrees to this and he pays the $10,500. Now, some sellers are listening right now going, well, I don't want to pay $10,500 for a buyer. Well, maybe you don't, but... If it means getting the house sold and not waiting 30 more days to only do a $10,000 reduction, you know, it might not be that crazy. So I think we will see more and more of it. So in this particular case, if he decides to do it, then they take that 6.5% and they subtract 2% off for the first year. So the first year, they'd be paying 4.5%. And then years two and three, they'd be paying 5.5%. And then by year four, it would be back up to that today's rate of 6.5%. Now, if by year four, the rate has dropped, and or even by year two or three, you know, if it gets below what they're paying, they always have that option to invest approximately $5,000 and refinance. Well, then people say, well, I wouldn't have the $5,000 to refinance. So you say it that I could do that. But the thing is, is that refinance, that fee can be rolled right into that right. refinance. So there's just always, you know, I don't know. There's always different ways to look at it and different ways to go about it and different ways, you know, different tools to use to achieve your goals. So when I talk to them about that, they're like, wow, you know, four and a half percent, that would be super. And even the next two years at five and a half percent, that's not that bad. And I look at, I don't have a crystal ball. Boy, I wish I had a crystal ball. If I had a crystal ball, well, I wouldn't be doing this radio show because <laughs> I'd be too busy basking in Bora Bora in the sunshine or whatever. But um, the truth of the matter is, is that all we can do is read and learn from economists because that's what they study every day. You know, like if I have a brain tumor, I am going to go and meet with a neurologist who studies that every day and he knows. He still can't promise me what's going to happen, but because of what he's seen and what he's done, he's he's going to be the best suited person to give me information, right? So the best suited person for me to take information about regarding the interest rates are these economists that this is what they do day in and day out. And I know you've heard me say that I I really closely follow Lawrence Yoon, who is the chief economist for the National Association of Realtors, A, because, you know, of the affiliation, but B, because I look back over his predictions 
in the history, you know, the last five years, and he was very right on. I mean, he didn't, nobody saw the pandemic coming. So clearly, you know, that was, you know, just a big anomaly. Yeah, anomaly is a good word. Um, It was just a, a very odd, odd thing. But bottom line is, is if you ask him what's going to happen, he tells us that he thinks interest rates are going to hover right around 7%. And that's kind of where they're going to stabilize. And he thinks by quarter Q3 of 2023, they will actually have dropped back down, you know, slowly. Anybody that's looking for a great big fast uh, rate drop, that is not going to happen. Nobody thinks that's going to happen. It hasn't so, happened in the past either. It's, no, it's been a gradual. Except for with the pandemic, that's it. That's the only time, you know. Yeah. So that was the the weird, weird thing. But anyway, he. I mean, they also have never. I mean, because because they had dropped so low. This is the first time in the history of mortgages that rates have ever doubled in one year. Yeah. So it's why people have panicked. But we're still at under seven percent. But once again, it's also a matter of perspective. I mean, when you're doubling Uh, next to nothing, you're still at a reasonable place. Correct. Correct. But it's what they, this is why I think buyers are panicking because they're not focusing on, oh, 7% is not really that bad compared to what people have done before us. But what they're seeing is rates have doubled in one year. And it's like, oh, panic, you know, and then people are scared. So I think it's really important to not just give up on the idea of buying a house because the truth be told, values of homes have not started to decrease. Values of homes are still increasing. They're increasing at a much slower pace, but thanks to the pace that they had um, raised over the past few years, homeowners have never had more equity in their homes than they have right now. The average homeowner has $300,000 worth of equity. It's a lot of equity. And that's why without a crystal ball, I can tell you, do not expect to see what we saw in 2008. Because in 2008, people did not have equity. People were doing short sales. And if you're listening, you don't know what a short sale is. That means you could sell your house for 250, but doggone it, you owed 300. So you either had to figure out how to come up with $50,000 to bring to the table so that you could afford to sell your house, or you had to go to the bank and try to negotiate with them that they would take less than what you owed so that you could get out from under it. And if neither one of those two things happened, people just packed their stuff and moved on. And that is what caused the huge foreclosure crisis because they didn't know what else to do. They didn't have the, they couldn't bring money to the table to close so they couldn't sell, but they couldn't even pay their light bill and their heat bill so they couldn't stay. And they couldn't get the banks to work. Well, some did. I mean, there were plenty of short sales that happened, but it was a very um, time-consuming, tedious process, and you definitely needed the help of a professional, or it would have been enough to drive you crazy. I mean, as a professional, it was enough to drive me crazy. <laughs> but, you know, we did it. On the other hand, too, though, as you point out, the equity issue, a lot of the people who were in that situation didn't have a lot of skin in the game. They didn't have very much equity yet because they got into these zero down payment things. They had no equity. They were short. I mean, yeah. they, they literally had nothing to lose, literally. Yeah, so 
from that, their point Except of view. Except for their you know, credit and their pride and, you know, you know, the fact that they had to lose their home. I mean, that wasn't an easy thing for anybody to go through, I can gotcha. promise. And I don't think people just thought, oh, hey, everybody else is doing it. Let's us do it, too. I mean, it was just the way it was just the way things went. So, it yes. a terrible situation. Terrible situation. And we are not headed back there. We are absolutely not headed back there. So, please keep that positive attitude when it comes to the real estate market because I promise you everything is going to be all right and we're going to continue actually some economists are predicting another huge boom just like we had in 2021 in 2024 because things will stay so quiet and then all of a sudden everybody will realize hey everything is okay and then they're all going to jump back in at the same time so continue on keep if your idea is to sell your house, go ahead and sell your house. If your idea is to buy a house, go ahead and buy a house. But make sure that you have somebody to help you that knows you know, how to accomplish your goals in the best possible way. Hey, I actually know somebody. Ah, thanks. That's Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group Remax Results. We have to take a break. <laughs> All right. We'll be back in a moment on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. I feel so tense and worried all the time. Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking with Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group, Remax Results. Talking about the shifting marketplace in the real estate world. Oh, before we do this, we were talking positivity before we took the break? Yes, yes, yes. There was a report, this was out of the Twin Cities, to illustrate exactly what you've been talking about. While the sales were down, the median price of homes in the Twin Cities was up like 4.7% in the previous quarter. Right. That's a nice gain, 4.7%. Yes, it is. It definitely is. And that's why it's those are the numbers that these economists are watching that are saying, oh, this is going to create another boom. You know, if people just stay out and stay out and stay out, and then all of a sudden they realize, ooh, but I do have a lot of equity in my home. If I sell it, I can get a bigger house. And, oh, with these loan products that are out there, I could actually have a pretty good payment. And once they all figure it out, they're all going to jump back in at once, and we're going to be right back into multiple offers. I actually had two two houses sell. I had a listing that sold on multiple offers this past week, and I had a buyer who had to buy in multiple offers. And the one that he had to buy in multiple offers, I'm kidding you not, it had been on the market 140 days, and after 140 days, we got into multiple offers. That's that's wild. That's interesting. Yeah, anything happens. Anything can happen. <laughs> it's crazy, crazy game out there. So are you noticing other signs of the change in the marketplace from what I like to call the complete insanity of the pandemic period? Yes, most definitely. Because I've been around a long time, you know, this is my 22nd year in the business. So because I've been around a long time, I wouldn't call the things that I'm seeing new. I would call some of the things that I'm seeing back again. Okay. So it's sort of like bell bottoms. (laughs) No. Right? Don't do that. I mean, they were a big thing when we were kids, and they're back again. So, yeah, it's one of those things. So when I was newer into real estate, 
it was very common for people if they were listing their house to call in you know two or three or four different agents and get their opinion and um, ask a lot of questions about how will you market my house you know why are you different than the other agent and that is still more commonplace in the selling side but we used to also see that for buyers. We would have somebody call and say, could I come in and meet you, have an interview? I'm looking to hire an agent to represent me in the purchase of my home. Now, it's been quite a few years since we've seen that because, first of all, there was a couple years there where they would go see a house and they would immediately contact the person selling it thinking that they were going to be at a better advantage point working directly with the listing agent. Oh. Or they would just use their sister or their mother or their friend or the person that sits next to them at church or the mother of their, you know, the mother of their kid's best friend or whoever they knew because they just knew that they just needed a realtor and they needed it now and they had to get this house bought before somebody else bought it. Right? It wasn't like you were taking your sweet old time and putting a plan together. But the time is one part of that. People know that they don't have to rush through the buying decision. And that is a fabulous thing. I mean, they're putting their notes together like, these are the things that I would like in a house. You know, it's an absolute must to me to have an attached garage. I would like to have this. I wouldn't mind that. You know, those kind of things instead of just find me a house. <laughs> like anything, I'll take it. But anyway, so that's one good thing. But the other good thing is that they're actually doing their research and they are realizing that, boy, it is a tricky market out there and it is shifting. And I think I mentioned not too long ago that the majority of the realtors that are licensed and working in this market right now is the first time they're seeing anything like this. Right. You know, they weren't around when we went through this before. So... These agents, or excuse me, these potential buyers are calling up several agents and setting up appointments. And I can say this because just this past week, I met with three new buyers that wanted to interview me. And um, I always ask them, you know, like, where did you get my name? And of those three, uh, two of them said, you were referred to me by somebody else you had worked with. And one of them actually said, I liked your rating on the Better Business Bureau because I'm so leery of you know dishonest people these days that I really relied heavily on that. And I was impressed by that. Yeah. But anyway, so they come in and they interview and they have their questions all written out. And, and I say good for them doing their due diligence and making sure that they're going to line themselves up with with someone that can meet their needs, you know, someone that can help them navigate through this market. Was there so, a common theme to the questions I asked you? Yes, there usually is a common theme. And, you know, a lot of the questions that I'm hearing now are, you know, what is your experience? You know, how many houses have you sold? Um, what do you think is going to happen with the interest rates? Is it a good time to buy a house? You know, they're asking all these things because... The scariest part of buying a house, what's the scariest part of doing anything really, is the unknown. Sure. So if we can take that element out and answer the questions so that they can put a plan together, set expectations, know what this you know journey is going to look like, and then get to where we're going. I think that it just puts these buyers at ease. And like this young couple that wanted that $650,000 house, they're like, oh, but at 7%. 
I'm like, but there are other options. And so when I told them about this 2-1 buy down, they were just thrilled because they had never heard of it. I had another, yeah, and I had another doctor recently wanted to buy a very expensive home, but he was like, oh, but I don't know. That would mean X number of dollars down, da, da, da. I'm like, listen, you are a physician. There are at least four banks in town that will do a physician's loan, meaning 0% down. And with 0% down, you're paying zero mortgage insurance. He's like, what? (laughs) Yeah, he just didn't even know. You know, so again, if people are equipped with the information and the knowledge and they have someone that can help them that has done it before a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of times and knows where, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I know everything because I get my knowledge from reading and from talking to other people in the industry and I learn about these mortgage products through the lenders that I have relationships with because it's important that I know so I can be the middleman and pass that information on to the buyers. So, did you get all three clients? I did. I did. <laughs> I knew you did. Thanks for asking. <laughs> yes, I did. Right. Um, we- it is kind of it is fun to have that advantage of telling them. Oh, yeah. By the way, I have been in it twenty two years, and oh, by the way, I have the largest and most productive team in all of Southeast Minnesota. And oh, by the way, we do have five star reviews. Yeah. Anyway, it helps. Yeah, it helps. All right, we we do have to take a break. We'll be back with more uh, Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group Remax results here at News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Your next appliance upgrade right now during the last. With Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group Remax results and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We are back. Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group Remax results at Newstock 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Robin, do you, do you have any listings you want to tell us about today? I do. I want to I want to talk just briefly about something that I've touched on over the fa- the past few months is that affordable housing is where we have such um a shortage of inventory, right? I mean, and everybody has a different idea about what affordable housing is, but I'm talking about being able to buy a nice, new, beautiful home in a price range that most buyers can afford. Sure. That, that is a good thing. So that being said, we're going to see more and more of manufactured homes coming back into play because it's just the less expensive way to do it, right? So out in Orinoco, we're working with um, a developer out of Chicago that is bringing these manufactured homes to town. They are putting um, cement boards siding on them. They're putting hard surface countertops in them. They're beautiful, okay? So I have several of them for sale out in Orinoco, but just to give you a sample of what you get for the price. They're there. Mm -hmm. So... um, out on 85th Street Northwest in Orinoco. And this one, for instance, these are built 2021, so brand new construction, 1,216 square feet, three bedrooms, two baths, $152,000. Wow. And that's on a slab, on a, slab foundation, right? It is, yes. Yep. And um, then we have... 
Um, That's great for somebody who wants to downsize, it's too. It's so great. And 1,568 square feet, three beds, two baths, 192000 And this one is four beds, three baths, 2,432 square feet. This is a pretty decent-sized home. Yes, it is. It's 267.5. So I'm saying, you know, compared to traditional stick-built homes, it's just much, much more affordable. So I am excited to see how this project takes off. I have a feeling it's going to be um, a really good answer for so many buyers. So I'm excited about that. You should, if anybody is interested in that, they should go to just Google the manufacturing process for these homes. Yeah. It's amazing mm -hmm. what they do. Yeah, it really is. They get to remove everything from the elements. The, the wood's not sitting outside and getting wet and warping. And it's a whole, that's a conversation for a whole show. It is. But I just got those listed, so I wanted to, you know, give a shout out. I'll, I'll give a couple, I'll just talk about a couple more. I know we don't have a lot of time. Okay. Um, in Pill Hill, I've got a couple of great investment properties. I mean, they would work great for single family homes as well, but the previous owner used them as Airbnbs and did very well. Um, one is 518 7th Avenue Southwest. That's a three bed, two bath with a one car garage. It is 1,435 square feet and it is 375. All right. The other one is 615 3rd Street Southwest. So these are all walkable to downtown, walkable to St. Mary's. I mean, beautiful neighborhoods, as you know. Four beds, three baths, two car garage. Um, the baths have been updated and they're just beautiful. It is a total of 2,500 square feet, and that one is 450. Wow. Yes, very nice. Um, up by Viola Lane, if you're one of those families that are looking for a big house for your family, but your kids are already at Century and you want them to stay there, this is a good option. This is a five-bed, four-bath, three-car garage, 3,500 square feet. It is 1911 Northern Viola Lane Northeast, and that is 539. Nice. If you want to be closer to downtown, I wouldn't call it necessarily, I guess you could walk it, but it'd take you a little while. It's out by the Country Club, um, up on Eagle Ridge, 2918 4th Street Southwest, another big, beautiful house, six beds, five baths, three-car garage, 4,160 square feet, has a big screen porch, has a nice kind of private wooded backyard, 799. So that's up on the hill right above, right? Right above 2nd Street. Yep. Yep. You got it. Yep. And I've got something out in Pine Island that is a really um, good um, income opportunity because it's a single family home, but the lady who lived there actually has the basement fixed up as a rental and she had that rented out. And that one is three forty nine nine. It's three beds, three baths, two car garage. It's a nice ranch on a very private wooded lot um, overlooking the Zumbro River. So that's um, 300 Kennelly Court Southwest in Pine Island. And let's see here. I've got something out in Casson. Um, it is a four bed, three bath, three car garage. And this one is 2,174 square feet. And it is 400, well, 399 dollars You have got and a lot of inventory to talk I about. do. I do, I do. This is a beauty. I think it's really close to being sold. We've been negotiating back and forth the last couple of days. But 
2710 Galena Place Southwest, and that one is listed for 964, and it is a modern house. It's 4,024 square feet, six beds, four baths, and a three-car garage, and that one was uh, just built in 20, so mm -hmm. pretty new. Yeah, the owner loves it, but she's just um, relocating. And, of course, I've been plugging this one for a few weeks, but I'm not going to stop because somebody is going to love this house. It is a five-bed, five-bath, three-car garage, 4,200-square-foot house that's sitting on over two acres. And this one is 759.9, and that is 8821 Ridgecrest Drive, Northwest. All right. So there you go. I've got lots of good options. Yes, lots of good options. So, and of course, there's other agents that have um, listings as well. So it's a good time to be a buyer. You have things to choose from. And options. You have options. Options are good. You can look at too. So if somebody wants to learn more, how do they please, get a hold of you? Please call my cell phone. My number is 507 259-4926 and I promise you if I'm available I'll answer it if I'm not leave me a message and I will call you back very promptly I would love to talk to you and help you with any of your real estate needs all right Robin have a great Thanksgiving and we'll talk to you after that sounds great talk to you soon Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group Remax Results on News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM